0: Hey, this is Cody Sturge, the pastor at Chilham Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. Good tonight. Take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Mark, Mark chapter number one. And uh, I think we'll see our last message from Mark chapter number one tonight. And uh, I don't intentionally drag through these, but as the Lord speaks to my heart about certain portions of this passage of Scripture, I want to share it and uh bring what the Lord's put on my heart, and teach God's Word, and preach here these wonderful truths. If you will, look with me. We'll begin our reading tonight in uh, verse number 42. Verse number 42, the Bible says, And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away. saith unto him, See, thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much, and to blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him from every quarter." Now, I want you to go in your mind's eye with me for just a moment to this scene. Here's a man that just moments before his meeting with Christ, his leprosy had issued him a death sentence. And now, with just a touch from the hand of Christ and a few words of, I will be thou clean. (laughs) This man is looking at hands and arms and feeling where sores once were and immediately sees and feels and knows that he has been miraculously healed of the disease that was certain just moments before to take his life. (laughs) Can you imagine how exciting that would be? Can you imagine the thrill? The closest thing that I can get to imagining that kind of thrill is the thrill when I realized that Jesus Christ had paid the price for my sins. And I'd ask him to come into my heart and be my Savior, and he saved my soul. It's so real. It's so real. Wow, what a moment. I was just a child. I was eight years old. But I knew how dirty I was, and I knew how wicked I was, and I knew my sin separated me from God and condemned me to hell. And I asked Jesus in faith as just a child to come into my heart, forgive my sins, and be my Savior. You know what he did? And I was healed. It was exciting. You know the first thing that I wanted to do after I got saved? I wanted to tell as many people about it as I possibly could. I honestly think that if the pastor had let me, The first time I was in church, the next time after I got saved, I'd have mounded the pulpit and tried my best to preach a message. But the truth of the matter was, at eight years old, having been born again for just a couple days, it wasn't time for me to preach. It wasn't time even yet for me to help lead someone to Christ. I could share my story and give my testimony, and the Lord could do a great work. But there was a lot of maturing and growing up that had to be done. And in this portion of Scripture, an interesting thing happens that really is kind of a conundrum to me, and I wonder if you've had the same thought. I see this man looking at his clean hands, and the sores are gone. And the excitement begins to boil up inside of him. And Jesus, the God-man, who knows everything, what's he say? I'll tell you what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, woo-hoo! Go tell everybody, let's get us a crowd together. Let's have us a singing. Let's get us a meeting. Let's get get the emotions rolling around here. Let's get people worked up. That's not what he said. You know what Jesus did? It's kind of odd to me, but I will never question my Savior. He knows much better than I do and better than you do too. The Bible says in verse 43, He straightly charged him. That word charged, it's, a, it's like if you don't obey me, you'll regret it. That's what that word charged means. That means what I tell the boys. If you don't do what I told you to do, you're going to regret it. I charge them. The Bible says Jesus straightly charged him. And I wonder, what's what's he going to say next? And forthwith sent him away and saith unto him. Here's what he says. See thou say nothing to any man. Now the Lord knows what's in this man's heart. He's thinking about all the people he needs to show his clean hands to. He doesn't have the wrong idea. He's got the right idea. He's like, oh my, there's so many people that I want to tell what Jesus has done for me. And Jesus says to this man, He says, don't you tell any man. Do what? He says, don't tell any man. He says, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest. Really? You want me to go to the synagogue? Do you know what they're saying in the synagogue about Jesus? You want me to go to the priest? Yep. I want you to go to the priest, and I want there, I want you to offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded. I've got this question in my mind. Jesus sent him to the priest to do an Old Testament ritual? Yep. Which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Comma, for a testimony unto them. There's a connection here between the men, any man that Jesus says, don't you tell any man but go to the priest. And then he says, do what's according to the law of Moses. He says... For a testimony unto them. Now, Jesus' purpose is, we're going to do something. We're going to set this up so that you can be the most effective witness that you could possibly be for the cause of Christ. He says, but the first thing I want you to do is not run and show everybody that you've been healed. Now, look, physical healing on this earth is really good. And it's really exciting. But I want you to know something. Jesus Christ didn't come to earth to make this place a better place from which to go to hell. You see, the purpose of the gospel is not, and the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ is not to make this life better. I'll tell you something. If you let Jesus in your heart and you live for Christ, this life is going to be great. But that's not the ultimate purpose of the gospel. Jesus came to save sinners, to give all men an opportunity to have everlasting life. Now, the 70-some years that we may get to live on this earth, they'll be great if you have Christ in your heart. But I'll tell you something, eternity is going to be wonderful forever. It's going to be perfect according to the will of God. And Jesus has a lesson here for us. He has a lesson for all of us. Now, folks, I never want to diminish the importance of being a faithful witness, of being a soul winner, of being a bold proclaimer of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I also never want to de-emphasize the importance of sound discipleship and sound knowledge of the truth. We live in an age where people go from one emotion to the next emotion, to the next emotion, to the next emotion. And some of that, they call it drama. Some of it, they call it church. But we aren't here to worship the Lord in, in emotion, in the flesh. How do we worship the Lord? How do we grow in the Lord? How do we face life, how do how are we the most effective witnesses that we can possibly be for Christ? We worship the Lord in spirit, that part of us that communes with God, and truth. Now, this is a recurring theme already in Mark chapter number one. Jesus, just a few verses back, Jesus has healed some folks. He's ca- actually he's cast out a demon on the... Sabbath day, the Sabbath ends in the evening, and a whole group of people, a multitude of people come to Simon's house where Jesus is staying, and Jesus heals the sick, He casts out demons, and God does a great work there. The next morning, what does Jesus do? He doesn't go look for the next crowd that He can make a big, that He can make a big splash in. The next morning, Jesus goes to a quiet place, a private place, and He seeks the Lord in prayer. And when the disciples, in verse number 37, find him praying, verse number 37, They said unto him, All men seek for thee. Guess what Jesus doesn't do. He says, like, oh, oh, I better get to the crowd. I better get to the masses. I better get to the emotional mass, masses so I can make their temporary lives better. He says, No. Verse number 38. And he said unto them, let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. (laughs) He didn't say, all right, let's go back to the masses where the show is and where the big crowds are. He said, no, we're going to go to the next town. I'm going to preach the gospel there. Is it because he didn't care about that big group of people that came looking for him? Not at all. It's because he understood that those folks were looking for some type of temporary fix instead of the eternal God and the Savior of the world. Now, if you'll hang with me just a minute, I think we can bring this all back together. There's a lesson for us. We need to be reminded again and again. That healing is good, and making life better is good, and feeding the poor is good. Clothing the needy, it's good. But the purpose of the gospel is that people will see that they are sinners doomed to hell forever, and they must... Receive Jesus Christ by faith as their Savior in order to have a victorious life and everlasting life in heaven forever in the presence of Jesus Christ. Folks, I'm for feeding the poor and hungry. I'm very for it. But I'm going to feed the poor and hungry so that I have an opportunity to share with them the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am for clothing. Folks who need a shirt or a pair of shoes. But I'm going to do it so that I have an opportunity to tell those folks of their need of a Savior, that they can have everlasting life. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chilhowee Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at com, or you can get our app on the App Store, Chilhowee Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.